I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. 98.7 ESPN. Cynthia, how are you doing tonight? Hello, hello. Happy night. Happy Friday. We made it. I can't believe it's week six. Can you believe it? Nope, never. <laughs> I feel like we say that each and every year. Um, oh. All right, let, let's, let's dive into it. Let's start first and foremost uh, with what's going on in our own backyard, and that's the Jets hosting the Eagles. Cynthia, this line has been really interesting, right? Like, opened up at seven, dropped down to six and a half. At one point, was at six. Back up to six and a half right now. Both teams dealing with a lot of injuries. The Eagles to their defensive line, the Jets, their offensive line, both teams, their secondary. The over-under is 40 and a half. Do you have a play here? How do you see this game playing out? I'll be honest with you. This one is a... I don't love the, like, it's very, first of all, the injury report didn't get any less confusing. And in my opinion, what I'm going to, I don't know, I maybe just enjoy this one. <laughs> maybe just enjoy this one because there's a lot of things that I'm looking at and I'm like, okay, so, you know, an illness versus off Gardner, like that's, what does that mean? And then is he to read concussion protocol? That's nothing to mess around with. So I don't know. I feel like it's a very confusing one. It is a very confusing one. Uh, I, I I was looking. I was I was wondering if there was like a a, a tush push stop prop bet <laughs> out there. I can't I can't find it anywhere. Can you? I you know that's a funny one. We should make that our own one. We can do that one for like. <laughs> but I think we'd both be on the same side of it. <laughs> is there a tush push stop? I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know this is this is an Eagles team. By the way, they're five and zero, but. Some pretty close calls against the Patriots, against the Vikings, Washington. Again, I, I know we talked about it last week. I think if Washington would have gone for two, I think the Eagles would be four and one. But that's something that Ron Rivera has to sleep with each and every night. Uh, their schedule gets a lot more difficult. The Jets, the Dolphins, Kansas mm-hmm. City, the Bills, the 49ers at Seattle in December. If I was to ask you, if you were if you could go to the window and put money down on who you feel you have the more confidence in going undefeated this season between the Eagles and the 49ers. Who would it be? I mean, probably the Niners, not because I necessarily think that, I don't know. I I just feel like, you know, we thought that the Dallas Cowboys would be at least like a close game and they weren't. And it just feels like knock on wood, they're relatively healthy at all of the major positions. You know, Fred Warner doesn't get enough credit. 54 is in everybody's face. It just feels like they've built, like, you know, we used to think that, like, everyone copied the Patriots. It feels like Shanahan's, like, the new, you know, Belichick mastermind one step ahead of everyone else. I hear you. Um, So you're staying away from this match. I I personally, I think this is a good spot. 
um, to utilize the Eagles as a, a part of a leg of a, of a, a two-way six-point teaser and tease them down to a pick them or, or, or minus a half. That's how I would if, – if I was to play this, that, that's how I would play this. I, I do believe the Eagles win, but um, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not comfortable because of all the injury back and forth uh, with the six and a half or the seven. Uh, as for the Giants, if NBC could flex this game, I'm sure they would in a New York second. Uh, <laughs> poor, poor NBC. Um, Mike Tirico, I feel for you, dude. Um, no Daniel Jones. It's going to be Tyrod Taylor. I know that we're still waiting on word with Saquon Barkley until I hear that he's like hundred percent at practice. I don't think Saquon plays. So I'm anticipating Matt Breida against the Buffalo bills, but here's what's interesting. The line is 15. Okay. The bills are favored by 15 at home. The over under is 44, but with Joe Shane and Brian Dable being from Buffalo, I just, I think they keep it. Re- I, I think they keep it respectable here. And in the fourth quarter, I think they take their, their foot off the gas. So if I had to play this and I wouldn't, I would play the Giants at plus 15 um, just because I, I just I think that there's a lot of respect here from the Buffalo Bills for Joe Shane and, and Brian Dable. Agree or disagree, Cynthia? I'd like to agree, but then there's a part of me that's like, all right, I will say the injury report was important on this one. So a little caveat. First, both tight ends appeared on the injury report. So both DKs are on the injury report. That's the first thing. And then the second thing is with this defense sort of figuring out their new identity with all of the missing pieces. I mean, losing Daquan Jones, we all know how important Matt Milano is. We all know important, how important Tredavious White is. But you had Daquan Jones that, like, they need to work some stuff out. So while I, I agree with you and I think they totally respect each other, I also think that, like, it could be a situation where, you know, this defense is trying to get its footing and what happens if you throw a defensive touchdown in there and then you blow the whole thing. But I, I think, what is the line, like 15 and a half or 16? Like, I don't – that's a ridiculous number for people who have respect for each other, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't make it too close. Yeah. I, I, again, I am, I'm, I'm definitely not playing this giants game. Who am I kidding? It's Sunday night. I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it somehow, some way. I, I don't know what, maybe a prop better too. I haven't, I haven't done a deep dive yet. Do a Gabe Davis touchdown. Do a Gabe Davis, Gabe Davis touchdown. Okay. There you go. Let me see what that, let me see what That's that odds I like. Okay, hold on. Gabe Davis, anytime touchdown, plus 140. There you go. That's the winner right there. Because, one, he's had one in every game the past three games. So, that's great. And, two, like I told you, a bunch of people are out. I just think that's a good – I think that's the good call right there. There you go. Um, we've got another game in London, our third week in the row. So, all you fantasy football freaks out there, get your rosters ready. Um the Ravens going up against the Tennessee Titans, 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. That's your start time. Uh, the Ravens are favored by four and a half. Lamar Jackson has been really tremendous. but And, and I don't even think we've seen the ceiling yet because of a Munkin and this offense and them really getting acclimated to everything. Um, and he also plays a lot better on the road than he does at home. The Ravens, four and a half, over-under is 42. Do you have a play here on this early Sunday morning game. Well, here's the other thing I think is interesting. I, I think the Ravens win. I think they re- win very convincingly. Um, I believe our, our researcher told us before our show today that the Ravens went over on Monday and the Titans went over today. And we saw what happened in the beginning when they go over too late. Like the Bills, 
they came over just, I think it was like 50 hours or 48 hours before kick. And perhaps that was influenced the game, right? A slower start. Gerald McCoy, who's on game day morning with me, that's what he was saying. Like sometimes that can happen. But I also think that if you look at the reason that the Ravens lost last week, it wasn't Lamar's fault. And it actually wasn't the defense's fault. They have like a bajillion drops. Like, and, and <laughs> I think they get that under control. I'm not sure. Like it's that, that's just kind of an unlucky thing. Cause I mean, he put it right in the, like in the bread basket, you know, like there was no reason for those drops to happen. So I think they get it all together, and I think we see a complete game. I think, you know, Roquan Smith, like, we got to give a lot of credit where credit's due. Like, some of those safeties have been playing just, like, lights out. And, you know, Kyle Hamilton, for example, just been playing so well. So there's so much to like about this Ravens team, and I actually don't even think – I think they're going to start, like, this is – I think October, November is going to be like, wow, the Ravens are on fire. So I, I think that's what we start seeing. Yeah, I, people I, don't sleep on this Ravens team. I'm with you. I'll lay the four and a half in the mor- in, in, in on Sunday morning. Uh, again, Cynthia Freeland joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. You can see her all over the NFL Network. Uh, the 49ers going against the Cleveland Browns. A few things here. Number one, Cleveland paying $230 million for Deshaun Watson, and he's not going to play again even after a bye. Okay, interesting. Um, for the <laughs> For the 49ers, I, I preach this on Daily Wager each and every week. Christian McCaffrey looking to tie the O.J. Simpson, John Riggins record for most touchdowns, consecutive touchdowns, okay, in, 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 a, in a season. And, and so, but Cleveland has not allowed one rushing touchdown all season long. So this will be his most difficult challenge. But I do believe that Kyle Shanahan and Christian McCaffrey are, are going for this record. So if he scores a touchdown this game, it's 15. He ties O.J. Simpson and John Riggins. He scores a touchdown next week against the Minnesota Vikings. He surpasses them. I think this is a big goal for them. So I'm going to play it. It's minus 145. But again, the Browns have not allowed a rushing touchdown all season long. So what gives here, and, and also want to get your thoughts on Deshaun Watson. What's, what the heck's going on in Cleveland? Does it have to be a rushing touchdown for that, for that streak to hold? No, Any, no just, just, consecutive, just consecutive touchdowns. It. it could be a receiving touchdown. Yeah. That could be like the wrinkle right there, right? That could right. be your wrinkle where it's like a, like a short pass or something to get McCaffrey. And then. So here's, here's what I think. Not only the Browns' defense, very stingy against the run, but they're also very stingy on third down. They're the, the best third down team. They'll only allow 125 passing yards per game. They're, the pressure is coming from all over the place. You're going to have to account for Miles Garrett, and we, we know Trent Williams is up for it, but that's still a tough task, especially after last week, coming off of a Micah Parsons week for him. That, that's a lot of, that's a big ask two weeks in a row, but when I'm looking at the opportunity for Christian McCaffrey, I just look at the trick that Kyle Shanahan has up his sleeve against every other defense. I mean, he made the, the, the Cowboys look pedestrian at best, you know, and, and that's where, you know, this offense is really humming and it's really going on all cylinders. So it's, it's going to be hard for Cleveland. I mean, <laughs> if they, if they're not able to, chew up some of the clock and control the ball very much it could get it could get late early you know for them so I I, that's that's what I'm worried about I I would like to see more PJ Walker 
that's going to be a tough start. That's a that's happy day. Um, welcome to starting this year. Uh, your first task will be the Niners. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> so, yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this might Not be one of the most exciting games uh, on the one o'clock slate, and that's the Seattle Seahawks coming off of a bye week, uh, heading to Cincinnati, where Joe Burrow's finally showed up this season. And albeit dealing with a calf injury, Cincinnati is favored by three. The over under is forty four and a half. I love the over here. I think this very well could be a track meet. Uh, I'm really 100%. excited to see this game. You know, this one's very interesting because you like. Had a, like this isn't the best week of, of games, but you know it's a good week. But you know it's like there's some there's some questionable games out there, and this one I think is low key. This one could be the the game of the week. This or the Lions, but the Lions and the and the Bucks. But I'm looking at this one because play action and or the use or not use of it is so interesting, and also where and like is the are the Bengals going to be able to exact a running attack on any of the Seattle? situation because you can run on Seattle. It's actually harder to pass against them. I mean, Devin Witherspoon's out there just like crushing souls, but I don't know if you can't run and control. That's what I, I, I think the advantage to me goes to Seattle in that case, but I agree with you. I have like just a one point game forecast and like at least 47 points or 40, whatever it is, 49 points or something. So I think, I think it tracked me. And I also think it's going to be very much like, this is the one I think is going to overtime. Interesting. Last but not least, before we start talking some fantasy, I'm intrigued with the Dallas Cowboy Chargers game. And you're out there in L.A., right? So Dallas goes to San Francisco. They come back to Dallas. They don't stay on the West Coast. They come back to Dallas. Granted, it's a Monday night game, but still, it's a lot of travel. The Chargers coming off of a bye. They get Austin Eckler back. And I, I heard a stat today. Teams that that um, that play following a 49ers game are 1-18. in Straight up. But yet the Cowboys are favored by two and a half. I don't get it. I think the Chargers win here. I love the Chargers on the money line at plus one, one 114. Yeah, I'm with you. A couple a couple of things. One, we saw Austin Eckler is likely back. That's a big deal. Two, you heard McCarthy, Coach McCarthy talk about how, you know, without Leighton Van Der Esch, you're going to have a little bit more of pulling Micah Parsons off that edge. So you're, what you're saying is you're going to give Justin Herbert, who clearly knows how to pass the football, more time to try to find Keenan Allen where you have a mismatch because Keenan Allen can now go where Trayvon Diggs was. Got it. And then if that doesn't work, you've also got Austin Eckler back. Like that's where I think you have the, the, biggest, the biggest sort of advantage. And also, I just think Kellen Moore, I want him to put – I want him to hang 50 on the Cowboys. You know, because, like, I feel like George McCarthy kind of kicked him on the way out. So, I'm like, come on, 50-burger, let's go. Yeah, I see all of that. Again, Cynthia Freeland joining us here on 98.70 SPN. Uh, Cynthia, as always, we like to end talking some fantasy with you. Not the obvious. We know folks are going to play Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, all those guys. Let's talk about some of the quarterbacks that might be flying low on the radar, like Maybe a Brock Purdy against Cleveland. Cleveland's so good against the run, but not so fantastic against the pass. Love me some Matthew Stafford against Arizona. Who are some of the quarterbacks love that you Matthew are Stafford. eyeing? Yeah, love Matthew Stafford, right? Yep. I actually think, and this is going to sound weird, because like, there are a few people that I like respect and love more in this like football world than Todd Bowles, but 
you could actually go with the Jared Goff if you wanted to this weekend if you're looking for a little kind of outside of the box. I also have pretty high rating for Trevor Lawrence. And, I mean, he's probably playing him. And then I think this is a Justin Fields. Like, Justin Fields could very easily be your quarterback one on the week. Do I think um, they win? Yeah. No. But I, think, but I think he could be your quarterback one. <laughs> yeah. And keep in mind, weather conditions not supposed to be great there in Chicago. Uh, let's talk about some running we'll run backs. The football. Got it. You know, you've, you've got a lot. Sanders is out. Gibbs is out. Um, obviously, Connor put on IR. Eckler is expected back, which is exciting. Uh, who are some of the running backs that you are you're, you're eyeing this week? Yeah, I, I mean, look, I hate saying like a replacement guy, but Miami's defense is a little bit suspect. So I think Tuba Hubbard is probably in a position where, I, and that's someone you could also probably acquire. You already know you're like, there's a bunch of guys that I could recommend, but you're never going to be able to pick them up in fantasy. But Chuba Hubbard could potentially be available for you. Even if Jeff Wilson comes back or is able to play, that's an, that to me, I, I don't care. I think that's a, that's a good one anyways. But if I'm playing in daily, a guy who's like, I mean, Raheem Mostert, you could look at as well on the other side of that matchup. But if I'm looking at daily, I'm probably saying, okay, maybe I take like a, a, a decent-sized swing on a guy like Alvin Kamara because as much as I like Houston a ton, but they're good at getting the pass rush on. They're very vulnerable to the run, not so much. Like you can't pass on Houston very well. You can run on them though. Wide receivers, who do you like? You know, I think like you got to think, all right, if you're, if you're looking for a good one, think USC because I have some pretty high ratings for Robert Woods. Drake London, that one some could be kind of surprising maybe. I don't know. Jordan Addison, another one. I, I just, you know, it's just all the BSC guys. Um, and then I also really like Marquise Brown. A lot of people are forgetting, like, I feel like he is, by the way, he is listed as questionable in the injury report, so just be careful there. But, um, you know, I think people are overlooking Hollywood Brown a little bit, and he's quietly had, like, some really huge games, like the best of his entire career. And then, of course, K.J. Osborne, you know, just unfortunately for the Minnesota Vikings, it's sort of next man up with J.J. out. But I think that one that one will help you out. And if, you, if you're really, like, you want to try something, you can try a Jonathan Mingo, especially in daily fantasy. I do like that because he's very inexpensive. And last but not least, let's talk about some tight ends. Who do you like this week? Ooh, okay, so Logan Thomas is in a great spot. I'm trying to find ones that are available. You already know to play Dalton Schultz, right? That even though he might not be like the super premium guy, you already know Laporta's good. You already know Kyle Pitts is actually in a good spot in this game. But you could do, you could even look in this case. Gesicki could be good against Vegas and Logan Thomas, and of course, Jets fans, Tyler Conklin. There you go. She's Cynthia Freeland from the NFL Network. Make sure you tune in. Uh, all week, especially on Sundays. Cynthia, you're the best. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. I'll talk to you next week, my friend. You got it. Cynthia Freeland, NFL Network. Anita Marks with you. We'll come back. We'll take your calls right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Stanford and Colorado still no score in the first, just a few minutes in. And unfortunately, loser, loser, no chicken dinner for me. Uh, Tulane beats Memphis by 10. Again, I had Memphis plus five, so did not win there, which really, really absolutely sucks. Uh, Some other college games I like this week, UCLA and Oregon State. I like the under. UNC, I'm going to lay the three against University of Miami. You might have to buy the hook. It's It's gone up. So... Uh, It's been three and a half, three, three and a half. I think it's a three and a half. If you want to buy the hook, it's fine. Uh, That's what I would do. I don't like hooks anyway. I like the three. I like the seven. I love the two and a half. I love the six and a half. Um, And then Oregon State and Washington. I'm going to take the Ducks with the points. Again, I like them at three and a half. Also, I'm going to take the Ducks team total over. So some college football plays for you. Uh, 800-919-3776. Let's continue with your calls um, let's go to Mark in Jersey. Mark, welcome in. Hey, Need, how are you? Great. Got to make it quick. We got a lot of calls, so. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay, so my take on the Jets and the Eagles, all right? So what I think is that um, both defenses, uh, I mean, I don't care about stats and rankings and all that crap. When I watch both of these defenses play, uh, you're hard-pressed to find any better the 49ers is pretty much up there too with that so that being said uh it's home for the jets i think it's going to be i don't like to use the term bloodbath so i'll say it's going to be a it's going to be a heavyweight fight and the the main thing point that i'm going to be looking for during the game is this zach wilson is playing with trust he said it in this interview and i see it with my eyes instead of running away Zach likes to attack, and he's and he's staying in the pocket like a good, like an NFL quarterback should. He's looking to attack. That's in our favor. Um, as far as the whole game is concerned, defensively, this this defensive coordinator, I mean, he made adjustments and still is, and our defense is humming. Lastly, our offensive coordinator and the Eagles have the same problem. And that is red zone efficiency. We need adjustments from the OC. We're going to get to the red zone. We've proven we can do that. But scoring touchdowns instead of field goals is the main thing that I'm going to be uh, locked in on for both teams because both teams, that's where their problem is. This is going to I hear you, Mark. Overtime, overtime Jets. I hear you. I hear you, Mark. Uh, and, and very well, that, that could happen. I would not be surprised. Okay? Let's go to Sal and Queen. Sal, got to make it quick. Hey, Anita, um, huge fan. You're a fantasy legend. My quick question was kind of answered by Cynthia. I was going to say, with Sanders out, who's the better pickup between Chuba Hubbard and uh, Tyree Spears from Cincinnati? I mean, I'm sorry, from Tennessee. And then uh, two quick things. A long time ago, uh, Cole Cordia at the beginning of the football season, you said you knew his voice. That was definitely Garrett Cole, if you remember. And the company is so whack. I appreciate you. You're a legend. 
and thanks for everything. Oh, thanks, Sal. That's sweet. Let's go to George in New Jersey. George, you're up. Hey, Anita, how you doing? First time caller, long time listener. I have two things. One, I, I had said Zach Wilson, but it's about Daniel Jones. It's like all these people calling in all day on the radio talking about, you know, he's trash, take him out. Come on, he don't even have a line. I mean, you could put any quarterback back there, and they're going to get washed up, especially when you got Evan Neal on the side. It's like, I don't know if he, if, maybe he got a hit out for Daniel Jones or something, because he's just letting anybody just run past him. And I got one more thing, Anita. I got a four-pick underdog parlay. If this thing hits on Sunday, I wouldn't mind a little, you know, a little one-minute uh, phone call every weekend when I call. If you could just jot this down. I say Colts, Seahawks, Patriots, and um, give me one second. I'm sorry. I said Seahawks, Colts. Patriots and the Texans, uh, all money line or taken with an alternate, alternate spread of negative 2.5. Again, Anita, I love your show. First time caller. Take Thanks, George. I appreciate it. Um, I, I like the Colts pick. Cincinnati with Joe Burrow, he's turned it on. I, I can see Seattle winning, but that scares me. I like the Patriots, people sleeping on them, and I like the Texans. I like it. I'd roll with it. <laughs> Um, I would roll with it. Hang tight. We come back. Fat Jack, professional handicapper, is going to join us. Uh, we'll see if, if he's on board with a number of these plays. Uh, we'll be right back. We can wager here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Welcome back to We Can Wager here on 98.7 ESPN. It is Friday night. What does that mean? It means Fat Jack joins us each and every week. FatJackSports.com. He makes time for us, and we are always thrilled. How you doing? Head into week. Can you believe? I know I say it all the time. Can you believe it's already week six, Jack? Yeah, you know, I'm glad to be back from London because London was not my favorite place. I lost last week. I, I don't lose a lot. We win about four out of every five weeks on average. Lost last week, actually threatened to firebomb Bet Fred's. I mean, it's just <laughs> stealing money from me over there. It's a long story. Anyway, but so glad to be back. But you're right. The season is kind of moving along. But there's great opportunities over these next two or three weeks to take advantage because a lot of people out there are betting. They don't know how to handicap. They're just betting the, the best team. And that's worked this year so far at a, a literally historical rate. Teams that have over 51% of the money on a Manita this year, so basically the bulk of the bets and the money, they're 45-27-3 against the spread. That's like 62%. So translation, if you just walk up to the window and bet teams like Miami, Kansas City, San Francisco, um, the Jets last week, those type teams having nothing to do with handicapping, you've been paid off. The books are not in business because that works long term. More times than not, you have to be able to, to place bets on some teams that are not easy to bet. Uh, and, and you know, a little cringeworthy to walk up to the window. Expect that to kick in here as we head into the middle of October. So I'm going to um, pat myself on the back. I hit a nine-leg parlay um, with sides in total, and I hit a seven-leg touchdown parlay last week. I think they so, have groups for that, Anita. I mean, literally, <laughs> I think there's a self-help group probably in Manhattan that you can find for the nine and seven leg parlay girl. I mean, that's just, I mean, congratulations. That's great. But I'll tell you those, that's a tough way to try to make a living for sure. Yeah. I mean, but also here's another thing, right? Um, I, you know, I, I put $25 on it. Right. And so, and so I sent it to, I sent it to my producers at daily wager and, and the text message I got back was only $25. 
And I'm like, it's it's a nine leg parlay. Like I, I did it for poops and giggles. I'd say something else, but this is a family show. Like, yeah, what else? What else? What do you want me to put a hundred? I'm not going to put a hundred dollars on a nine leg parlay that if it hits, it's like, you know, otherworldly. I also didn't go get $10,000 worth of Powerball tickets. So yeah, $25 is plenty. <laughs> exactly. All right, let's dive into week six. Uh, as always, let's start right here in our own backyard. Uh, you've got a Jets team. They lose Elijah Vera Tucker. I think their best offensive lineman. And not an opportune time here, Jack, because now they're having to go up against the Philadelphia Eagles. We know how good that front seven is, although they are dealing with some injuries uh, I'm a little surprised with this line. I'm curious if you are as well. The Eagles only favored by six and a half, maybe because the Jets do play better at home. But last I checked, they still have Zach Wilson as their starting quarterback. Offensive line issues, big concern for me. I think this is a great spot to use the Eagles as a two-team six-point teaser and tease them down to a half. What say you? Yeah, I, I, I would I would caution people. I would tell you, the reason we know about the, the uh, 72 Miami Dolphins are because most years, almost every year, teams lose a game. At this point in the year, anybody that's undefeated is going to lose a game that before the game starts, you're going you're gonna to sound like an idiot if you say they're going to lose this week. But that is what's going to happen. And by the way, if you're in New York, the Yes Network, I, I, I'm on this show called Beat the Odds. It runs all Saturday. We break down both of these teams and both of these games this week. So be sure and check that out for deeper detail. But I'll tell you this, Anita, both, and I understand Cleveland's got doesn't have Watson, but both San Francisco and Philly are on the clock for losing. They're going to lose. Philly has not even really been playing that well. They've just gotten away with it. You're exactly right. Zach Wilson's not my favorite quarterback to walk to the window and bet. Although I will tell you this, if they were a high school team and they were putting together that end-of-the-year banquet video, he has glimpses of being more than just serviceable. He just doesn't put it together. How these teams are going to lose, and I do like the Jets here. I think they're getting there's some value all through October in these undefeated teams and teams that are, are just rolling right along um, against the number and, and losing very little. Teams like Miami, Kansas City, San Francisco. And how they're going to lose are they're going to lose a turnover battle and they're going to not score a lot of points. So both this game and the San Fran game, I would bet under the total because that's a safer way than trying to put all your faith in Zach Wilson. But this is the type of spot. Philly will lose a turnover battle. Three, to, you know, They'll be minus three in turnovers. A quarterback like Zach Wilson that has some ability will step up at least for the game, and they will get it done. That Mark my, mark my words, it will happen. It may not be this week, but it will happen with both these teams. Neither of these teams going undefeated, and it will happen in spots exactly like this. Give me the Jets plus the points. All right, Jets plus six and a half. So maybe my two-way, two, two-leg teaser, maybe – what Jack's saying, you take it on the opposite end and you get the Jets plus 12 and a half. The over under, by the way, is 40 and a half. Uh, Jack, we go from bad to worse, and that's with the Giants. No Daniel Jones, which some people might feel that that's a blessing in disguise. Tyrod Taylor going up against his former team. Uh, and, uh, and they're playing in Buffalo. And I'm anticipating no Saquon Barkley. I'm not hearing great things out of camp until he's practicing uh, fully. Uh, I'm not going to believe that he's going to give it a go. And at the end of the day, why should he? This offensive line is horrific. And um, and he's playing on a one-year deal. But nonetheless, that's a whole other topic for another show. The Buffalo Bills at home, lane 15. The over-under is 44. How would you play this, if at all? Yeah, next to son of Peyton and Russell Wilson, I don't know that there's a, a coach in the league who probably secretly, when he lays in bed, 
was maybe not pulling for an injury, just not to have to look at the same problems for another week. So I don't know if the quarterback change is necessarily a bad thing. It's not going to go downhill very much, if at all. There's value in the underdog. We've talked about this nonstop. And with the Giants, obviously difficult to walk up and bet on Buffalo. But Buffalo just came back from overseas. Um, they're now a big, big favorite. There's a lot of room to cover this number and not win the game. The Giants also 5-0 and against the spread their last five when they play at Buffalo. They've outperformed the market on a regular basis when they go to Buffalo. So I, I, there's, if I'm not, I don't love this game. I would bet the Jets before I would bet the Giants because of everything you just said. Uh, but I will tell you, if you make me play it, I like value. Give me the Giants plus the points to keep this one closer than the market predicts. You know, here's another little nugget for you as well, and that is Joe Shane and Brian Dable from the Buffalo organization. They still have a lot of respect there. I just don't – I think this might be a game, Jack, where Buffalo takes their foot off the gas in the fourth quarter because they don't want to embarrass Joe Shane and Brian Dable. So I, I, I think you – if you are going to play this, I am not. For folks out there who might play it, I think that is the right side in regard to the Giants getting the points. Again, Fat Jack – uh, fatjacksports.com joining us here. Let's take a look at some of the other plays that you feel really strongly about heading into this week and this game's this week's slate. The Washington Commanders getting two and a half on the road in Hotlanta. The over-under is 42. I'll tell you what, Sam Howe impressed me his last game. Uh, I know Washington did not win, but boy, I love the way this young man throws the football. Curious how you're playing this matchup. Yeah, this is more also for me more about what Atlanta is not. All right, I've, I've watched Atlanta in person now twice this year, and I saw them in London. And they are Bijan Robinson and that running game. It's not just him; both running backs, very efficient, very good run. But they have little to no passing game, um, and I, I think that that's not going to change. That when they get in a lot of trouble, Atlanta, that is, it's when they try to throw it, even though they probably don't have to. So look for them to pound the ball. That's exactly what Washington wants you to do. They do not want you to be multifaceted, be able to throw the ball down the field. They like an ugly, low-scoring game. I think this feeds right into what they are. Atlanta has fewer sacks over the last couple of years than just about any team in the league. So to your point, there should be some success at quarterback with some more time back there. I would play the under also. I think this thing sets up for one of those, just the clock just running the entire time. Lots of running game. Very few chances. Both these coaches have a conservative nature game plan-wise week in and week out. So, yeah, I'll take Washington here and the under. I like it. Uh, Seattle and Cincinnati, listen, uh, Joe Burrow finally healthy, right? And uh, and you're seeing him and in, 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 uh, Jamar Chase, boy, they didn't lighten it up. This is the same thing we saw last year. Cincinnati minus three against the Seattle Seahawks uh, over under is 44 and a half. This might, I, you know, Jack, this might be the best game in the one o'clock hour. Yeah. And if you watch beat the odds on the yes network this weekend, you'll see with the end of the show, we give away a top pick of the week. I have hit every single one of those top picks of the week. I think I'm five or six and oh, no losses. And this game is my top pick of the week uh, for a couple of different reasons. Not only as you mentioned, Burroughs and company, they had uh, 30, 32 points or so last week. Lots of scoring, seem to be getting things on track. They're not going to be able to run the ball efficiently because of their offensive line. Seattle does not play well in the secondary, one of the worst secondaries in the, in the, in the league. Also, they have some offensive firepower, obviously receiver, that will present some matchup problems for Cincinnati's secondary. I think this thing has a lot of points, totaling the 45-and-a-half range. Give me over, and this was my, my best bet on beat the odds this week, over the total Cincinnati and Seattle. I like it. 
Uh, New England, a lot of talk that uh, Bill Belichick's on the hot seat. They might move on from uh, Mac Jones. Could they go for a Caleb Williams or a Drake May in this year's NFL draft? They are getting three on the road in Las Vegas against the Raiders. The over-under is at 41. Could be the third straight game that Mac Jones gets benched. How are you seeing this one play out, Jack? You know what's funny? It's, Belichick reminds me of Popovich in the NBA, but totally different. You know, Popovich goes through this, where he's real successful. Now he's not successful. Everybody gives him a pass. Says, well, that's Coach Pop. He's great, da-da-da-da. Belichick, same type of thing, had one of the greatest quarterbacks ever to play the game. Lots of success. Now people are talking hostage. The difference is Belichick's uh, personality is super off-putting. Nobody wants to listen to him say anything. They're kind of pulling for him to – Take it, take the hit the road. Um, I think not so fast, my friends. I believe in their defense. They're playing really good on that side of the ball. Obviously, they have offensive issues. They're not the only team in the league that does, but they're catching a Vegas team that without Garoppolo is one of the lowest power rated teams in the league. They just beat a Green Bay team that is not any good. Love cannot throw it down the field where he's aimed. They have no second level uh threat. Um, I, I, neither does New England, but I think this is a much better defense than what Green Bay presented with, with Las Vegas last week. I think that, that uh, they're not solving anything, but they certainly have an opportunity if they haven't lost the locker room, and I don't think he has, to get a win in the middle of this horrible, horrible run. Give me uh, New England plus the points against Las Vegas. New England, again, uh, getting three in uh, in Sin City. Last but not least, let's talk about those Bears going up against the Minnesota Vikings. I like the over here at 43. Uh, you know, I, I think I think the odds makers are overreacting to no Justin Jefferson, but you've got Jordan Addison, uh, you've got Osborne, you've got uh, a solid tight end. Uh, you know, Kirk Cousins going to continue to throw the ball, and the Bears' defense is just not great. I know my biggest concern here is weather conditions. I'm still going to play the over. I think it's an overreaction, no pun intended. Uh, but the Bears getting three at home. They're a home dog, and the total is 43. How would you play this? I've been the king of the overs with the Bears. They've gone over about every game this year, if not every game. Uh, but this is where it all comes back down a little bit. The weather is going to be a major factor. Um, I have good sources, actually, with the weather with the weather department in Chicago. They do not love the weather at all up there. And I think this will be about not making mistakes. Minnesota, you're right, uh, but uh, they they will throw it a million times. But as the weather deteriorates and it gets bad, and I think it will, um, I think they're going to have to run it a little bit. Chicago's defense not only good in the second, not only bad in the secondary, also bad stopping the run. So there's going to be an opportunity to not open up the uh, possibility of turnovers and mistakes. Also run the ball. That's going to shorten the game. There's also a reason why this total is down so low, even though you've got a Bears team that continues to fly over the total and a Minnesota team we know wants to throw it. It's one of those deals. You look in the rearview mirror, you're going to say one thing this week, but do not make a mistake. Las Vegas casinos are not in the business of giving away money. There'll be a lot more money on the over than the under in this one. Give me under the total in Minnesota, Chicago. Interesting. Okay. Um, some, some. Before I let you go, just to confirm, I, I mean, some games that they're expecting uh, the total, uh, the uh, the weather to be a factor. Cleveland at home against the 49ers, right? Uh, not sure. I mean, you know, you like the over in Cincinnati, so I guess not a factor there. The Bears against um, again Minnesota. Um, I'm trying to think, and I, I think that's it, right? So, yeah, the, those... the the middle, upper middle, Midwest. That's who's going to get most of the weather this week. And when we're talking about weather and need, it's important for people to remember. Generally speaking, rain 
and or cold, unless it's bitter under zero type cold, are not killers for totals. They will buy they'll buy you value in the over. What kills points in the NFL is wind. Wind right. and extreme cold. So watch that. When you're looking at weather, trying to factor that into your handicapping, make sure you're not paying attention. You don't look at four inches of rain. No, that's not great, but that's not the big difference. It's wind and then a bitter, bitter extreme cold that limit that passing game and bring points down. Otherwise, you're probably going to get value going over because the general public will say, oh, it's going to rain a lot there. We'll go under and it will buy you some value going over. Great stuff as always, uh, Jack. Really do appreciate you. Want you to let the folks know where they can find you, see you, get some more picks, some more plays from you, not only, of course, uh, in the NFL, but you know, you dabble in college as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Fatjacksports.com. It's $99 through Monday. You get the plays I'm betting. There's not 10 different packages with under, underdog inside locks, the millennium on a recorded. There's none of that. Just the games I'm betting. And then they're all posted and documented under the results tab. You see exactly how you did and how I'm doing based on the fact we're all playing the same place. When you win, I win. When you lose, I lose. Go to fatjacksports.com. 99 bucks everything through Monday to get yourself into profit betting the games against the spread. Fantastic. Again, fatjacksports.com. Uh, we uh, will end the show strong. Stay tuned. Recap everything and everyone we've had on. That next here on 98.7 ESPN.